Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number 37. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing my favorite saints. I just thought it would be a fun episode to do, to talk about some of the saints that I've uh, had a devotion for over the years. Um, Really, the the communion of saints is a great thing about being Catholic. As a Protestant, I kind of missed out on this, and our whole focus is on Jesus, which, of course, it's okay to focus on Jesus, but really to see how other people have followed Jesus is a great thing for us in following Jesus, because we can see how other people who had weaknesses like us, who were limited like us, were able to still conform their lives to Christ. And so I I really do appreciate the communion of the saints, and there's tons of saints I like, and so I'm only going to list 10 in this episode, and I'm probably forgetting a few that I really like. Um, But, you know, I like these, and and there's nothing wrong with these. Um, One thing I want to know is I am skipping out on non on biblical saints. So these are only saints that come after the time of the New Testament. So Mary's not included, Joseph, John the Baptist, St. Peter, Paul. I figured the whole list might be dominated by uh, biblical saints if I did that. So they could be a different list all themselves. Maybe I'll do that sometime. So basically, I'm just going to list 10 of my favorite saints and why I like them. And I'm grouping them in a few categories. The first category is the women saints. Of the 10 I have listed, three of them are women. And coincidentally, they're the three Teresas or three Teresas. Uh, Teresa of Avila, Teresa the Little Flower, Teresa of Lisieux, and Mother Teresa. I've always liked all three of these saints. Mother Teresa, obviously, I lived, I remember her distinctly. I became Catholic when she was still alive. And she's just a great example of humility, of, of service to the poor. And, and really, just after reading the book about her after she died and the dark night of the soul she went through for 50 years, how she did not feel God's presence for 50 years and yet still followed him faithfully, I just think is amazing and a mystery and, and a real inspiration for all of us who don't always feel like God is with us. So Mother Teresa is a great saint. Uh, Trez the Little Flower, of course, is very popular today. I think mainly it's kind of funny because the whole kind of uh, life she lived in, in the area, she lived in like late 19th century France isn't very appealing to me and like the devotional nature of that time isn't very appealing to me but yet she was just a simple girl who loved Jesus and wanted to do ordinary things for him and I think that's that's something all of us can remember when we I have a tendency to want to do great things and skip out on all the ordinary things and uh, the little flower kind of helps remind me of the little things the importance of the little things Teresa of Avila, I think, is possibly the greatest spiritual writer um, ever, and I, I just, I really, I loved her book, The Way of Perfection. I think it, it's just, a, it's a beautiful book. I recommend it highly to people, and just her spirituality and spiritual direction is is just bar none. I, I know a lot of people like John of the Cross as well. I would I'll admit freely, John of the Cross is kind of beyond me. Uh, maybe it's a little too mystical, a little too poetic for me. Whereas Teresa of Avila, I get her. And I think she's, uh, you know, her insights are so deep and they, they help even poor souls like me who can barely pray to maybe grasp a little bit better what prayer is. So the three Teresas are the first three. Next to all, maybe some older saints, uh, St. Augustine of Canterbury, I like a lot, not because I know a lot about him, but because he's the one who converted England. And since that's where uh, my roots are from, I appreciate that a lot. But also, 
it, it, it's a funny story how he didn't really want to go, and his, and they kind of stopped on their way when the Pope told them to go, he and the monks to go convert England, and he stopped on the way, and they, they sent him back to say, no, we can't do this, it's too hard. And yet, and they, they fail when they first got there. And, and so I just think that's a great example of perseverance and overcoming difficulties to, uh, to serve Christ. Another old-time saint, one of my favorites, is Athanasius. Saint Athanasius, you know, the famous saying, "Athanasius against the world," because he he stood up to the um, you know the whole church. Frankly, the entire church had gone Arian, basically all the bishops. I mean, when we look at today's world and we see so many bishops who are not necessarily faithfully following the, the demands of Christ. And we think, how could this ever happen? Well, it's been worse in previous times. And Athanasius stood strong. And, you know, I pray for another Athanasius to rise up today. But just great writings as well. Um, you know, he's, he's the, the phrase, uh, God became man so that man might become God, is from him. And, and, and it's a great thing to meditate upon how the God became one of us so we could become like him. Now, of course, we're not God by nature, but we can become God by grace in the sense that we receive many of the, the graces and, and, and the, the attributes of God. We'll never be God, of course. We're not Mormons, but at the same time, we can receive many of the attributes of God. But anyway, so St. Athanasius is a great example. A couple modern saints that I really like are St. Padre Pio, and St. Jose Maria Escriva, who lived about the same time. They, they lived and died around the same uh, years. They weren't really alike very much, though, at all. And yeah, I like both of them. Padre Pio, of course, is well-known and is uh, uh, known for a lot of um, supernatural occurrences. Huh? The stigmata, of course, mean miracles are associated with him. He would battle the devil physically. Uh, he had the ability to read souls. And I, I love reading biographies of him because he was very much... Um, obedient to the Lord and, and took a lot of suffering for him. And I, you know, when he was shut down by the church authorities, he was obedient to them. And I think that's a great example for any time. St. Jose Maria, of course, I wrote a book about the holiness for everyone Buy your local bookstores. Uh, it's actually probably not your local bookstore. So buy at Amazon or at my website, but no, seriously, um, holiness for everyone. St. Jose Maria, of course, is the founder of Opus Dei and he like he he somewhat in a sense he he took the spirituality of a Saint Therese of Lisieux or a Saint Francis de Sales on ordinary people becoming holy, and he he kind of made it more formal. He made it more uh, easy to understand in some ways, and so and he promulgated it more more broadly. And in fact, in a lot of ways, Vatican II, its call for a universal call to holiness. It comes from St. Jose Maria in a sense, and from others, of course. But St. Jose Maria, very practical, gave ways in which in ordinary life we become holy. I think for a lot of Catholics who are trying to live their faith in the ordinary world, in, in work and in family life, it sometimes seems that it's hard to do both, to live an ordinary life and be holy. And St. Jose Maria gave a way to do that. Next two saints are connected to St. Philip Neri and, and Blessed John Henry Newman. Blessed John Henry Newman was a member of the Oratory of St. Philip Neri. I like St. Philip Neri because he basically posited himself in one place in Rome, and he worked very hard to convert the people around him. He didn't feel like he had to go all over the world to do this. He was an evangelist in his home, in, in, in Rome, and he's a great joyful saint. And Blessed John Henry Newman, I could talk about for a long time. I really have a great devotion to him and his desire for truth. That's what I think I like about him the most is that 
he really desired to follow the truth no matter where it might lead him. And I think that's something that's missing in today's world a lot. We just want to do what feels good. We want to do what's popular. But really all John Henry Newman cared about was the truth. Now, that's nine. I have one more left. I think anybody who knows me at all knows exactly who I'm going to say next. And he's not exactly a, an unknown saint or one that isn't popular with other people. And that's uh, the, po the little Poverella himself, uh, St. Francis of Assisi. I've always had a great devotion to St. Francis of Assisi. I think he, along with some of these other saints, what I like about them so much is they're not like me. I, I believe that if I lived in the time of St. Francis of Assisi, I probably would have thought he was crazy. I probably would have rejected him, and I probably would have thought he was dangerous to the faith. I mean, I admit it freely. And that's a good reminder to me to always be uh, open to how the Holy Spirit works, that it's not always going to be the way we think it's going to be. And Francis of Assisi, he was crazy. He was, you know, he was a holy fool, as, as they say. And his passionate love for Jesus Christ is so attractive, and his desire to conform himself completely to the image of Jesus Christ. In fact, most people believe, or at least a lot of people believe, that Francis is probably the best model of being like Jesus Christ who's ever lived since Jesus. And so St. Francis Sisi is by far my favorite saint. Uh, I could talk about him for, it's a 10-minute podcast, but I could talk about him for about three hours if I wanted to. Well, those are my saints um, that I really like, that I have a particular devotion to. I have others, of course, as well, and I have biblical saints as well I really like. Um, but I just thought I'd, I'd kind of go through those quickly, those saints that I like, and to remind us to have a real devotion to the saints and to remind us just the importance of their intercession and um, modeling how it is that we can follow Jesus as well. Okay, well, that's it for today's show. If uh, you, you like this podcast, please rate and review it at, at iTunes or wherever you are listening to your podcast. And uh, that's it for the show. Like I said, until next time, keep swimming against the stream. <laughs>